These are my favorite nonfiction films of the year. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about my 10 favorite documentaries of 2021. It was another excellent year for documentary filmmaking. Um, There were some lowlights that I did not include and that I'll just simply skip over and not talk about, but there was also a lot, and there were a few that didn't make this year's list that I still thought were solid, but these are the ones um, I wanted to provide a variety of experiences and topics. So these are the ones I picked. If you think that I missed anything, feel free to let me know. And then there are some, I know there are some things that are kind of weird characterizations, especially when it's like personal monologues um, for Broadway shows or something like Bo Burnham's Inside. I'm still debating what to do with that one. Um, so what I'm going to do is roll through my 10 favorite, explain why they're one of my favorite, and also let you know where you can watch these films. So you, if you haven't seen it already, you can watch it for yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. Starting with... Summer of Soul. The same summer as Woodstock, over 300,000 people attended the Harlem Cultural Festival in an explosion of black pride and music. But you've probably never heard of it. Until now. In his directorial debut, The Roots Quest Love shows off highlights from the festival itself, peppered with interviews from the participants to provide context to to the concert many attendees called Black Woodstock. As amazing as it is to see acts like Sly and the Family Stone and Stevie Wonder perform, the film's real strength is emphasizing what this concert and this music meant to the musicians, music in general, and those in attendance. For instance, one of the first black women ever to attend a segregated university talks about what it meant to see her idol and source of strength, Nina Simone, sing Young, Gifted, and Black. It's a powerful reminder of the power music can wield, and it's available to stream on Hulu. Next up... MLK FBI. For many, this documentary will reinforce what they already know, that for years the FBI, led by J. Edgar Hoover, surveilled, investigated, and harassed the civil rights leader. It's a mostly straightforward affair that offers fewer new insights and information than some might hope. Where it does succeed is in highlighting how many people agreed with Hoover and disapproved of MLK, and the stark racial divide between national law enforcement and the people they were policing. It's incomplete, but a good start for those hoping to piece together the extra barriers the civil rights movement and King faced. And that's also available on Hulu. Next up, the Sparks Brothers. For decades, the band Sparks has churned out one influential record after another. Sadly, all without the commercial success or fanfare their producers or even the band themselves expected. But now, over 40 years later, your favorite band's favorite band gets to highlight their highs and lows and their impressive catalog of music. While the main appeal is learning about the band and their distinctive and evolving sound, Edgar Wright's light touch and comedic leanings, whether it's a cartoon version of a flashback or his choice of interview clips, is as joyful and fun as Sparks music. It's a perfect blend of subject matter and director for two hours of toe-tapping fun. Available to stream, at least for the time being, on Netflix. Next up, The Forever Prisoner. In the better of his two docs in 2021, Alice Gibney delivers a terrifying reminder of the violence done in our name through the case of Abu Zubaydah, a detained terrorist weapon supplier who was 
personally subjected to enhanced interrogation techniques. While hearing about the techniques is terrifying enough, it's even more terrifying to learn how unnecessary these techniques were, how they didn't get any actionable information, and how they actually harmed the country's mission in both the short and long term. In trying to fight terrorism, it's clear that the CIA engaged in plenty of its own. And it's available on HBO Max. Next up, we have Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. In 1999, music fans and the world at large were shocked as they watched the newest edition of Woodstock erupt into destruction and violence. But as this documentary shows, it was the almost inevitable conclusion of a poorly thought out and executed event and a surge of white male angst given an outlet. Director Garrett Price starts at the festival's origins, for instance why it was brought back, while at the same time meticulously laying out the major differences between the successful 94 revival and its angrier sibling in 1999. It's a perfect snapshot of its cultural moment and a damning look at how incomplete and lack of care did considerable harm. And it's available on HBO Max. Next up is 15 Minutes of Shame. As celebrities and pundits rail against cancel culture, this Monica Lewinsky-produced documentary tackles the real victims of online dogpiling and hate mobs, everyday people. The film tracks the lives of numerous individuals who found themselves on the wrong end of internet outrage, and in many cases are still searching for ways to recover mentally and financially. What stands out is not just the damage these events have, but how quickly businesses and public figures either react to or weaponize the hate mobs for their own ends, with little to no consequence. This film may not have answers, but it can hopefully shift how many people behave and react online. It's available on HBO Max. Next up, Operation Varsity Blues. In a rare moment of unity, people on all sides of the aisle joined in to crap on and judge a bunch of rich people who paid their kids way into college. And in this film, we see how the scam worked and how the FBI took it down. Though it's a straightforward telling of the story, including detailed explanations of how it worked from parties affected or involved, the film does have an ace up its sleeve. Live-action reenactments of the FBI-tapped phone calls performed by Matthew Modine, as the figure at the center of the scandal, Rick Singer. And it's that level of granular detail that highlights that, and that highlights and makes the inequality between the rich and powerful and the everyday person attempting to get into college more obvious and infuriating. And it's available on Netflix. Next up, we work or the making and breaking of a $47 billion unicorn. Every investor is looking for a unicorn, the rare company that will explode into something world-changing. And if you took WeWork founder Adam Newman's word for it, that's precisely what his company was. Of course, that was a lie. But why was it a lie? And why was this con artist able to perpetuate his scam for so long? All of the answers are infuriating as we witness yet another tale of people being swindled by a cult-like figurehead with charisma, overhead, and a bunch of buzzwords while keeping the truth at bay. Remind me why capitalism is good again? It's available on Hulu. Next up, Tina. Equal parts memoir, biography, celebration, and send-off, the legendary singer and performer details the ups and downs of her career in intimate detail. Beginning with her childhood to her abusive relationship with Ike and her 80s renaissance, there's an astounding amount of Easter eggs and nuggets for music fans to latch onto. However, the most impactful portion has to be Turner opening about how Ike, 
sadly, continued to define her after she spoke out about his physical and psychological abuse. In her mind, this was her chance to tell her story and be free of it, and instead, for many, it became the defining aspect of Turner's life and career. This film, with mountains of footage from her performances and songs, tries to take her story back. It's available on HBO Max. And finally, we have Pray Away. The sadly prevalent practice of gay conversion therapy, a practice that's been refuted by every medical researcher with a brain, is picked apart by people who know it too well. Former success stories who represented and defended the practice to the public and government for years. While much of the film delves into the ins and outs of this horrible practice and its long-term impacts on the participants, the meat of this film details how it originated and the tactics its proponents have used to defend it with clinical precision. Of course, the real heart-wrenching stuff is watching former spokespeople deal with the implications of their work and try to find happiness amongst a mountain of guilt. This should be illegal, and this film gives a mountain of reasons as to why. And it's available on Netflix. Okay, everyone, so those were my 10 favorite documentaries of 2021. Let me know if there's any that I missed or if there's... If there was one here that you particularly liked and we've got more lists coming as the end of, as the year comes to a close so as always thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you next time this has been scott's off indulgent movie podcast thank you so much for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to join our facebook group scott's off indulgent movie world for the latest reviews discussions and more see you next time everybody and stay safe